Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with The Fall Guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Total Liverpool podcast. My name is Jake, and today I am joined by Adam. Adam, how are we, buddy? I'm doing very well, thank you, mate. How are you? Yeah, not too bad, thank you. And I'm also joined by Simo. Simo, how are we? Very well, mate, thank you. Good. Well, boys, we are obviously here to talk Liverpool and the first leg, or the first half, almost, if you want to call it that, of our uh, last 16 tie with Inter Milan was over yesterday and Liverpool won 2-0. Adam, not the greatest of games, but the job done for the first half, at least. What are your yeah. thoughts sort of now post-match 24 hours after the game? Um, well, firstly, I think I'll kick it off by saying I'm even more annoyed that away goals uh, yeah. is not a thing anymore because yeah. otherwise we'd be cruising right now. <laughs> um, no, as you said, it wasn't wasn't the most enjoyable game, but we got the job done. We won ugly. As you know, this team is showing that it can still do that. And by the way... Those the three sub well, four substitutions in total, but three substitutions that that, that we made, that, they must be the best set of subs we've ever made in any game ever. It was ridiculous the quality that we were able to bring on the pitch, and and look, it ultimately it changed the game. I I I think realistically speaking, I think I think the the first midfield three that we put out as good as it was just wasn't really able to sort of get a hold of the game and control the game in the way that we would have liked, mm. um, and 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 Klopp reacted. Um, really, really well, and and ultimately, it's, like I said, his change has made the difference. Yeah, couldn't agree more. Um, at first, when I saw the team, obviously that midfield three, I thought, well, that's you know, fresh, exciting, something a little bit different to what we're we used to. Didn't quite work, I think, in a in a league scenario or against you know at Anfield even perhaps. And that that midfield works perfectly, but you know, away from home against difficult opposition. You know, it's, it's, you're not going to get them right every time, but like you said, that, that front, the three changes that, that Klopp made and changing that midfield worked brilliantly. Simo, you know, the day after the game, like Adam said, it wasn't the greatest watch, but how are you feeling after that? Delighted with the result. Uh, like Adam said, I kept I kept forgetting about away goals and then reminding mm. myself, but I was like, oh, that's just 
click, just, just don't lose away from home, you know, and you're, and you're, and you're in a good spot. But obviously, it's just two goals. But I, I still back us to get this this job done. Um, yeah, it was a difficult game, and I, I, I agree with Adam. And we, we struggled in the, in the midfield in the, from the first half, definitely. Um, it's an exciting looking midfield, a very forward thinking looking midfield. It was mm-hmm. great to see Harvey Elliott start. I'm always very excited when he starts. I don't think he had his best game, but I don't think he was 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 terrible by any means. But yeah, I think it was a hard task they were put to in that midfield, you know. Mm. Um a three five two, the shape that that Inter played very hard to play against. And it's not as if this is a, a low quality team that's that's just kinda trying to sit in against us yet. Midfielders like Vidal and Brozovic, you know, that are playing with a lot of players around them and a lot of support. You know, it's, a, it's a tough ask for players like Thiago and Fabinho. Um, so yeah, I think once we once we moved the shape around um, and made some good substitutions, you know, we really mm. got into the game. I thought Mo Salah was, was towards the end of the game. I thought he was, he was outstanding as well. Um, and Lou Diaz as well. I think he makes a mark every time he comes on. He's always exciting. When he comes on, I know he's just been here a short time, but I'm always happy to see him on the pitch. Um, but yeah, very delighted with the result to, to summarise you. Yeah, exactly. The main the main thing is at the end of the day is the result. My dad actually said something that I agree with yesterday. You know, even when we're not that great, you know, we still look in control and we still, you know, effectively don't look that bad. You know, Liverpool's terrible is some teams fantastic and uh, I think that's something we can be, be quite grateful for but Adam come back to you the centre-back pairing Canate and Van Dijk <laughs> got a lot of wow. a bit of a a bit of a red wall at the back uh, <laughs> times how impressed were you with both of them yeah my not not to give any spoilers away but my men of the match I think um, both were just just absolutely phenomenal Um you know, and and it just goes to show we we go back to the depth. We look at again just to bring up last season quickly the the, the injuries that we had at centre back and the mess that we got ourselves into there, and we were able to drop out a Joel Matip who's been in fantastic form, looking himself like one of the best centre backs in the league. We were able to drop him out. Canate, twenty two years of age, don't forget, and he just slips in seamlessly in a Champions League knockout tie against Inter Milan away from home. And he, he performs the way he does alongside, obviously, Virgil van Dijk. I thought, as I said, I, th- I thought both of them were just immense. They both seemed to just just be absolutely everywhere. Every time it sort of seemed like Inter had got in behind us or or they were starting to get a sniff, like all of a sudden one of them would just appear and, and, and get the ball away from danger. Uh, yeah, as I said before, they were both sort of my joint men the match, I think. Eric Simo, uh, the, the centre-back pair in Canate, Van Dijk, how impressed were you yesterday with their performance? Extremely. Particularly Van Dijk, I thought he had a very sort of like best in, best centre-back in the world performance <laughs> uh, that we've seen before from him. Um, mm. Canate, I'm extremely impressed with. He's such a unit, man. He just looks as if he takes up so much space <laughs> on the pitch. Uh, really, really impressive, man. The, the, the depth we have at centre-back is, is pretty insane now. Um I totally agree with Adam. I think Joe Matip's been in fantastic form, but we we know Joe Matip's not got fifty games a season in him. Uh, it's mm-hmm. important we rotate. Um, I think he's best used in the, used in the league as well. Joe Joe Matip. Uh, when yeah. we are facing opposition that are going to you know really wall us off and sit really really deep, um, those long dribbles from Joe Matip and his passing ability is 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 really really useful for us. Um, so yeah, I, I, yeah, I, I think Van Dijk 
spoiler, might be my man of the match as well. <laughs> <laughs> spoiler, he might feature as mine. But, uh, <laughs> but did, uh, just speaking of uh, of Joel Matip, did you see the celebration for the? I think it was the f- the first goal when when Matip was smacking everyone on the head. Yes. I don't know if you've seen the, the memes, the memes going around of, of Hendo's, uh, Hendo's reaction. Hendo did not look yeah. impressed. Yeah. <laughs> not context, all matter. Yeah, yeah, it was. They were straight on it as well. It was, it was brilliant. Uh, if you haven't seen that, just go on Twitter and, and type in Matip's name, and I'm sure it'll pop up quite quite early on. But it is. It is. It's brilliant. Uh, it's classic, classic Matip. Um, but yeah, lads, uh, just to talk about uh, Inter Milan. Before the game, you know, Inzaghi said they have a, a clear game plan to infiltrate the space behind Trent and Robbo. And, you know, for the fur, for quite a while of that game, they, they certainly did do that. Adam, were you, uh, you know, are you concerned that other teams are going to sort of catch on to this and attempt it? Or do you, do you think that, you know, Inter are just, just quite ballsy? I, 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 think, I think a lot of it is down to the quality of the two wing backs that they have. Um, it was. Perisic and Dumfries yesterday. Yeah. Um, they, if I, I remember, I did a graphic for half time. Um, if you actually looked at the average positions for Liverpool by half time, it was the first time in I couldn't even tell you in how long. But Trent and Robbo's average positions were actually inside our own half. Yeah. That's that. You know, that's how much into a putting the pressure on and, and really getting at us. Um. I've I've seen people speak in the past about that being a potential blueprint to how to beat Liverpool and how to play against Liverpool, but at the end of the day, we've seen many teams try it. Sometimes it works. More often than not, it doesn't because Liverpool find a different way to win, as they did again today, uh, uh, yesterday. Sorry, and and let's not forget, for as much as they tried to utilize that and and to get in behind Trent and Robbo and force us back that way, it was an Andy Robertson assist for the first goal, and it was a ball from Trent Alexander-Arnold for the Van Dijk knockdown that led to the second goal. So even though they were both so pinned back and you know that it seemed like as you said Inter Milan's whole game plan was based around nullifying Trent and Robertson they still both had massive impacts on the two goals that we scored to win the game mm. no yeah uh, <clears throat> I, I agree with you I think you made a good point there as well was a lot of other sides aren't aren't going to try it because you know their wing backs aren't as you know attacking and offer as much as Inter's did Simo what were your thoughts on on how Milan played and you know what were you impressed by them and what you expected from the second leg? Very impressed. Um, then I think honestly, if the, the chances that came their way, if they if they put them away, it would have been a, a different game from us for for sure. Um, I think that you know Martinez probably could have played a wee bit better. I, don't, I, I think he, he got decent service and he should have probably made more of what mm. what he was served to be honest. Um but yeah, I mean the thing is if you push Liverpool's fullbacks back, then yeah, you open yourself up to, you know, getting cut through the middle and, and a ball over the top and your sort of um deep areas could obviously we've got a Mohamed Salah and a Harvey Elliott <laughs> ahead of Trent. So, you know, you push one, you you kinda let you have to let the other two kinda get ahead of you. So I mean it's uh, but it would be an extremely difficult side to play against. I mean, there's many ways to play against Liverpool. That is, like Adam said, one that some some teams will try, especially teams with quality in wide areas like Perisic and, and Dumfries. Perisic is actually more of a winger by trade rather than wing-back. Mm. Uh, extremely talented player, extremely talented player. Uh, 
not he's one very good very good yeah. last night not one and against uh, Scotland at the Euros so yeah. <laughs> he's he's <laughs> one of those players Perisic yeah, I feel like he's been in his 30s for about 10 years I don't know about <laughs> I don't know about you but whenever like he's, you hear about him he's just he seems like he's just been around forever bloody really bloody Croatians they just don't they just don't age it's like Luka, like, like, exactly like Luka Modric isn't it? he's another one you know but I see when he obviously he was playing the other yeah. night and they were like he's 36 and I was like how is he only 36 <laughs> like, <laughs> <laughs> it's like been playing football for about 40 years <laughs> um, but no yeah uh, some some good points lads I thought uh, you know Inter Milan you know, fair play to them it was nice actually and different to see a side sort of attack Liverpool and not and not just sit back and, and play play the banks of four and just sit there and always attempt to try to break them down it was you know for the neutral actually I don't think it was too too bad a game you know it was quite end to end and if Milan had been a bit more uh, clinical, then you know it could have been a whole different story, like you said, Simone. But I think what I will just say, sorry, in regards to Milan as well, is I think that was their chance. Yeah. Um. I. I look. I'm gonna touch wood because I don't want to jinx anything over here. But I think the way that they played was heavily um sort of revolving around the fact that they were at home and they had the crowd behind them. I'm not sure if they will, they'll find the same level of confidence at Anfield, mm-hmm. especially, especially. Yeah, I mean, we, we all know what what an Anfield crowd can get like on a Champions League night. I'm, I just, I, I think for, for, from an Inter Milan point of view, I think they had to win last night to to, yeah. to stand any chance. The fact that Liverpool won, especially by two goals as well. I just I can't see them them coming out and, and being able to get anything from Liverpool at Anfield. Yeah, it's a, it's a tough old draw, isn't it? I don't think any team wants to draw Liverpool, and if you're in that draw, you get a second leg. Anfield is is a bit of yeah. a boot in the balls it's, it's... if you're all, if you're all Liverpool. Every time we draw, but if I know we've got like Anfield as a second as a second game, it's kind of it's it's it's. It's a bit almost a sheer thing. Touch me, I'll go touch somebody as well. It's almost a sheer thing. No, yeah, I, I agree with you, Adam. I think that that you could definitely see Milan's game plan last night was was to get a couple of goals to take to Anfield to sit to sit back with those blanks of four and and yes. attempt Liverpool to break them down. We all know how dangerous we are in the counter attack. We know Milan have got our attackers now, so you know it could be could be a very different uh, game at Anfield, and hopefully Adam will be there. Uh, to, to cheer Liverpool on yes for, for tickets on sale tomorrow morning. morning yes they are so touch wood uh, again <laughs> the, the, <laughs> lucky, lucky in the draw uh, lads moving on obviously to our, our next segment which is player ratings Adam and Simo can I have your player rating and little match report on Alisson please so Simo start with you yeah um, pretty decent game from Alisson um, I don't think there was much. Really I mean, he had he it? had stuff to do, but a lot a lot of defending was done by the centre backs in this game. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not even sure how many saves he had to make. Um, I don't think he. I don't think Milan had a single shot on target. Yeah, on that's what I was. I mean, it's, it's, had, it's hard to judge a keeper. Yeah. He's uh, <laughs> he's not had a whole lot to do, and he's got a clean sheet. So it's it's one of them. It's like not a ten out of ten, but it's not it's not a poor game by any means. So yeah, he gets a he gets a seven from me. Seven, Adam. Your Alison rating. Mine's a little bit harsh, you know. Cause I'd given him a six and a half, just because I'd gone sort of, you know, average six. He didn't really have really have a lot to do, but he did get the clean sheets. So I, I gave him a bit of a, a half rating for that. <laughs> 
Simo, back to you for your back four rating. So Trent, Canate, Van Dyke, and Andy Robertson. Uh, I'm going to give uh, Trent a seven. Solid, solid performance. Uh, the centre back pairings uh, get nine for Van Dyke and an eight point five for Canate, uh, and Robbo gets uh, an eight point five as well for me. Almost a nine. Almost a nine Almost for Robbo. Adam, you're back four. I think um, the Trent and Robertson for me was no sorry Robertson gets an 8.5 for me Trent gets an 8 um I think Robertson just well sorry Trent at times I think just looked a little bit he got a little bit little bit caught out yeah I don't want to say frail defensively because he's been brilliant defensively all season but there was just times that's why it's why I hate saying that stick that people use to beat Trent Alexander (laughs) I think it was just a few times as he's backtracking just just trying to get back into position and there there was those little dinks over the top or, or in behind him and he just just got caught out a few times um but other than that i, I thought he was pretty solid um so he, so he gets an eight robber on the other side 8.5 for me i thought he was much better um as a defensive unit um i, I, I didn't even really try and go down robertson's side much yeah um i think that's just because he was so solid and obviously he ends up getting the assist as well um i alluded to it earlier van dyke and canate my men of the match i will because I don't want to be a Gary Neville and, and go for a, a, a pick a double. I'll I'll go with Van Dyke. I'll give Van Dyke a nine point five, and I'll give Canate a nine. Um, as as Simo said earlier, it was a, a best in the world centre back performance from Virgil Van Dyke. I thought, and Canate wasn't too far behind. Yeah, no, I I agree with you and ratings, lads. I thought, like you say, you don't. Trent wasn't frail defensively, but. He was caught up the pitch a couple of times, but we, ex- yeah. we expect that from a a, yeah. a, a wing back that plays. It's one of those. He's been asked winger. to do it. He's yeah, been exactly. asked to do it. <laughs> day, you know, the manager's the manager's not going to change his game. He's not going to nullify, you know, the way Trent plays. It, it, Trent's our biggest, you know, creative influence. He's not going to nullify that by telling him to stay back. So it's bound to happen. But when you've got someone like Canate, when you've got someone like Van Dyke next year. It doesn't really make too much of a difference if you get caught out one time. Uh, I think, yeah, I agree with you both. It was a flip of the coin, man of the match between them two. I mean, both both outstanding, but I think Reg does just pick it. And he got an assist as well, so that was a little little tick in the box from me. Oh, yeah. He got I forgot about that. Uh, and, yeah, Robbo, Robbo was Robbo, standard Andy Robinson performance. Another player, you know, who... A standard performance is, is some people's best game of their lives, don't they? <laughs> it's becoming, <laughs> sort of like, a bit like Trent and, and Salah, you run out of you know, praise for the guy. Um, but, Simo, back to you with your midfield, or the starting midfield of Fabinho, Harvey Elliott and Thiago. Um, so, I'll go sexies for Harvey Elliott and Fabinho. Um, I think, I don't want to say they were terrible at all, but I think... It was hard for them, harder for them to put a foot in the ball and, and really dominate the midfield. Thiago, I thought, offered quite a lot, actually. He offered quite a lot of movement. You forget that, actually, he is almost... He can actually play quite deep. Yeah. Like, so I think some people kind of envision him as like a sort of number 10-ish kind of player, and that's really all he could do. But he's actually pretty effective when he comes a little bit deeper. I think it was the experience that shone through for, for Thiago. He kind of... He was outnumbered in midfield. You have to find ways to adapt to that and I think he did that better than Fabinho and, and, and Harvey Elliott he obviously has a lot more experience in these Champions League fixtures than mm-hmm. those two 
Um, but that'll come. That'll come. I thought I just thought he was he was kind of apart. So I'll give I'll give Thiago an eight. Um, okay, so I'm again slightly more harsh. Um, I'd probably give Harvey Elliott a five and a half. I think obviously if I'm sort of basing six being average, I thought thought he's probably just a bit below that. Mm-hmm. Um, no fault of his own though. I mean, as as Simo said, it's uh, or maybe you said I can't, I can't remember which one of you said it towards the start of the show, but it's sort of one thing playing in the Premier League it's another thing throwing, throwing a, a kid like that into a Champions League away tight at San Siro to Inter Milan like yes and <laughs> so 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 you you can't really blame Harvey at all um as I said he, he as Simo said sorry he wasn't terrible I, I think maybe like I said just below average he struggled to really get in the game and, and get a foot on the ball um quite a few misplaced passes but Again, yeah, it's it's a learning experience, learning curve. I'm sure, I'm sure we'll play again throughout this Champions League campaign, and and I'm I'm sure we we've got better performances to see from him. Um, <clears throat> Fabinho is slightly higher. I'd give Fabinho an average six. Um, as Simo said, he sort of he did okay. I think I think slightly better than than Harvey Elliott, probably because he had there was a bit less responsibility on in terms. Uh, of actually progressing the ball you know Fabinho did all right at uh, cutting out attacks here and there and, and breaking up play but once he actually got the ball again similarly to Harvey Elliott couldn't really get a foot on the ball couldn't really distribute the ball properly and and quite a lot of misplaced passes from him as well Thiago I give a seven and a half I thought he was much better than the other two but and Simo alluded to it I actually thought all of Thiago's sort of greatness came in our own defensive third mm. there's a couple of times where he made really impressive interceptions and and, and blocks and tackles inside our home box which were, I th- I, one of them I think was was genuine like a goal scoring opportunity that he yeah, got out inside our own me. box yeah um I thought he was just so brilliant defensively um and and I, I think again it's just I think we spoke about it earlier on but just the, the midfield couldn't we couldn't really deal with them to begin with um no one's fault as an individual i think it was just more how they set up against us um but yeah tiago just gets that boost for all the defensive work that he do yeah i agree with you uh another thing what i loved about you know harvey Elliott, even though it wasn't his his greatest performance was the fact that you know, he, he always he always wanted the ball still. You know, he always offered yeah. the ball. You see it with a lot of youngsters where if it's not quite going their way, their confidence will drop and, and they start to shy out the game and dip out the game. But, you know, he was still there. He was still calling for the ball. He was still wanting the ball. And every time he got it, he was still trying to do something, which, like I said, you know, a, a lot of youngsters at his age, in such a, you know, such a big occasion as well, they would shy out of that and, and you'd see them sort of drop out the game. But credit to him for, for, for the way he, he sort of, Carried on, even though it wasn't his best performance. Um, Simo, back to you. The starting front three of Mane, Jota, and Salah. I'll start with Salah. He gets a solid eight for me. I think he was very, very good, but I think his best work came in the latter stages of the game. Uh, I think he struggled a wee bit early on uh, in this game, but I think he's the, the final sort of 30, 35 minutes. Um, he really came into the game and, and did a lot of good good work. Uh, uh, Jota and Mane get, get, get six and a half for me. Um, I think it's not the best game you're likely to see from from both those players. Um, I just think you know Bobby Firmino and and Louis Diaz were, were much more effective than their counterparts uh, in this game. But you know that's they came on at different stages. You'd, you'd maybe argue that, that Louis Diaz and, and Bobby Firmino came on when we'd 
well, obviously Boba Fino, I'd argue, is a, a big key part of why we were successful in this game. Um, yeah, I, I would say the they, they would get sixes for me, but I would I would argue the counterparts that came on for them that really affected the game in a higher capacity. Give and give both uh, maybe Louis Diaz and, and Firmino a, <coughs> a seven point five for Firmino, Firmino and maybe a six point five for, for Louis Diaz. Adam, over to you. Your front three. Uh, very similar again, just just a little bit more harsh. Um, <laughs> Bit of a recurring theme. Uh, now, Salah, I agree with him. I, I think Salah gets an eight. Um, I, again, agree with the fact that I thought he struggled towards the start of the game. Um, again, I, I, I keep coming back to it. I think that, that wasn't necessarily his fault. It was more just to do with, you, you know, how Inter Milan held us and, and sort of controlled the game towards, well, certainly in the first half at least. Mm. Um but Salah, Salah, Salah showed his experience uh, towards the end of the game, and and look, he gets a little bit lucky with his finish, but it's still brilliant nonetheless. Yeah. Um, and and he, he did a lot of good things, and and again, as I said with Thiago, it wasn't just going forward with Salah that I was impressed with. That I was actually really impressed with his tracking back. Um, and we don't really speak about Mohamed Salah and tracking back too much, and that's because he doesn't really do it too often. And, and to be fair, it's because he doesn't really need to. But um, I thought in this game he, he was he was brilliant, especially uh, as I said towards the end of the game. Um, I noticed quite a few times he came back to help out Trent um, just to ensure that clean sheet that we were going back to Anfield with the clean sheet. And and I think he was he was brilliant with that. Um, the other two, I'd probably give an average six. Um, they were both getting into the right sort of areas and doing the right kind of things. I just, I just don't think they were quite at it in terms of sharpness um, in the game. And I know Jota came off at halftime with an ankle injury, so I, I'm not sure if that played any part in in his performance. Maybe he felt that a bit before halftime, and and that affected his game. Um, obviously, Mane still sort of fresh off the back of winning Afcon, so you can sort of give him the benefit of the doubt. Um, but yeah, I, th- I thought they were all right, getting in the right positions. Mane in particular had a couple of chances. I- I, there was his header that I thought he should have hit the target should've, with. Should have buried it, yeah. Um, but yeah, doing the right kind of things, just not not really at it in terms of sharpness for me. Yeah, no, I agree. And speaking of Jota, I think I read something earlier where they think he might be out of the Norwich game, but it's unconfirmed how long he'll actually be out for. Hopefully it's nothing serious because obviously we've got a big run now with the yes. Carabao Cup final and amongst other <laughs> amongst other games. So hopefully it'll hopefully it's just a precautionary thing we'll keep him out of the Norwich game at the weekend, but only time will tell. Timo, uh, the substitutions, so you you've mentioned Diaz and, and Firmino, but um how did you think Cater Henderson and eight hundred club appear well, club appearances in his career, James Milner, how do you think <laughs> they got on? last night when they came onto the pitch. I think there's an argument to be made for that that would be a midfield that would be more tailored to play against this <laughs> in the Milan side and yeah, those, yeah. those players were more effective in the game. I think they were... Um, when I think of a, a midfield that, that I would think would do well against this side, those are the players that come to mind. I think, yeah, Jordan Henderson's really going to put the foot on the ball. He's really going to dictate tempo and, and not allow the... the the, the superior numbers in midfield to, to get the better of our midfield mm. whereas I, I, I think that was a, a, a case to be made that, that Elliot, Thiago and <coughs> Fabinho maybe didn't get that right Navigator I think he actually sometimes it's I think he does his best work when when we're when he's out when he's outnumbered because he has a bit of a dribbler as well he's, he's quite yeah. good at dribbling and he's, he's very good in tight spaces <laughs> 
navigators. It's almost like he does his his best work when he's actually on the back foot, which is a strange attribute for a player. Um, and James Milner's just James Milner, isn't he? He's just just Mister. You know, like he's a, like, he, like his shirt number, yeah. <laughs> like his shirt number. He's just always a seven, isn't <laughs> 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 he? He's just always a seven. Every, no matter what, you know, it doesn't matter if it's like Burnley or Barcelona. He's a seven. You know, he's like. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I think and I'm, I'm very, very happy to see signed an extension as well. It's great news. I think that that's a that's a great great way to sum up James Milner. Uh, Adam, how do you think the uh, the substitutions got on? Um, yeah, I, again, brilliantly, and and we sort of spoke about this and 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 how quickly Klopp reacted to making these and mm. and how they were the difference in the end. Um, Henderson for me gets an eight. I think he was I, I honestly just brilliant. Yeah. Um, I know he, he got again coming under some more criticism from last weekend, Henderson. Um. And he just he just answers the criticism seemingly every single time. I personally didn't really have a, any issues with him. Um, I was going to say, I, I don't, I, people are so reactionary with Jordan Henderson. It's, yeah, it was like it was. It's like Jeannie Wijnaldum last season. You know, it, as soon as he didn't do anything like spectacular, it was why is he on the pitch? And then when he's not on the pitch, people are going, "Why isn't he on the pitch?" And, <laughs> like, and, yeah, and, that's, and that's that's like. the thing. It's because. I mean, with Henderson, for example, this game, he came in and and you didn't really notice him by way of, as you say, spectacular 40-yard passes that he's making, right? anything stupid like that. But he just came in and he just helped us get a control of the game. Because before he came on, it was a bit chaotic, as we said. We yeah, couldn't really get a foothold in the game. Uh, we weren't winning that midfield battle. But he came on and, and you didn't really notice him as an individual you know sort of making things happen mm. but as soon as he did come on we we just had complete control of the, or at least a lot more control of the game yeah um so so for me he, he gets an eight um nabi Keita and james milner probably both a seven for me obviously nabi Keita got got a uh, quite a bit more game time as Asimo said it's it's a weird one with Keita because he does seem to perform better when liverpool are on the back foot um <laughs> I, I I thought he did really well, um, just in terms of his distribution. Um, again, Simo hinted at uh, some of some of the runs that he goes on. He just he works really well in tight space in terms of just being able to beat players off the dribble. Um, so I, I thought it was a very solid game from him. Give him a seven. Um, likewise with James Milner, just coming in, making sure that we we definitely get that clean sheet. Although he's only on for. I think probably like seven or eight minutes in the end. Um, it was uh, just 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 completely solid performance from him. I, I think he actually stopped. I think it might have been Perisic actually. He, he made a tackle towards the end of the game anyway, which which stopped quite a threatening attack. And and it's just things like that that you want James Milner to come in and, and be doing for the for the team. Um, Who have I missed out here? Luis Diaz and Firmino, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. So we look at so I, I get Louis Diaz first. This this guy, we, we say it with every Liverpool signing that comes in. <laughs> they just fit the team like a glove. And he looks like he's been playing at this club for years. Um, I, I love his directness, his quick turn of pace, his eagerness to beat a lot of players as well. Mm. Um, and and he's another player. I've spoke about this in regards to Liverpool a few times. With with one of my worries is that. In certain games, when we're facing a really good defensive unit, a lot of our players seem quite almost scared of just just taking a shot and trying to test the keeper. 
and and you know we we're, we're too sort of obsessed with just trying to play the ball around in the box and 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 get an easy shot on goal this this guy doesn't seem afraid to shoot on goal <laughs> in the slightest and and with good reason because he's he seems very good at it um I, I yeah i think he just he offers that sort of breath of fresh air and and he, he reminds me a little bit of how mane was when he first stepped onto the scene for us yeah, um I get, and yeah, as and that, yeah. as as well as we've said this is only going to benefit mane as well in terms of competitions for places it's going to boost his his levels as well and uh, yeah, just just a brilliant signing overall that one, um, and then just to finish off on oh so sorry so I, I give him a seven I think, and then I give Firmino probably a seven point five maybe an eight. Um, I think we forget sometimes because of how good Jota's been in front of goal and, and and you know putting the ball in the back of the net, we forget how good Firmino is in in terms of just operating in a different way. And I know he actually obviously ended up scoring the goal. Uh, for us, by the way, which what a finish as well with his no look, on his no head. Look, it, was, <laughs> it, was, it was an incredible finish, but we we forget, I think, sometimes how else we can. It's almost like a, a system change because Jota is very good at do at playing the Firmino role, but because of his directness and sort of, I guess, more eagerness to to be the guy scoring the goals. We don't get the chances that we we did end up seeing for the likes of of, of Diaz and then the Robertson on the overlap and and also for Salah as well to to eventually lead his goal. Firmino just helps bring everybody together, um, and and that sort of as I said, along with his goal, I think I think he was brilliant. And if Jota is out, obviously, hopefully it's not for a long one. But if he is, we 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 know we've still got Firmino there to to come in and do the work. Yeah, it's not a. It's not a bad replacement, is it, for, for Jota or Bobby Firmino? Um, and finally, lads, I think your man of the matches were both Virgil van Dijk. Uh, yes. Correct me, correct me if Third I'm wrong. Jürgen Klopp, right And, yeah, so we'll finish off on our Jürgen rating. Simo, how do you think Jürgen did <laughs> in this tie? Uh, he got he got the result, so I've got to give him a solid 7.5. Um, reason being is uh, I think... On an day, this maybe doesn't go our way. Um, just mm. from the the chances created. I mean, from from a different line perspective. I mean, I don't know if that that midfield three was was the right choice when we were playing a three at the back with a five uh, essentially in midfield. <laughs> uh, I think maybe uh, maybe a Jordan Henderson to start, or or even I just have a, a slightly more conservative midfield. Um, in whatever shape that that might might have been, but at the end of the day, we get we get over the line, and that's that's the important thing. So yeah, but a, a, a great result. Adam, your Jurgen rating. Um, I'm I'm giving him an eight. Uh, just I I thought again, just in terms of the midfield thing, I thought beforehand, I, I it was a midfield that I was really happy with, mm-hmm. um, and I think probably quite a lot of people were as well, and and. It seemed like it could be a midfield that that would have worked. I thought, at least anyway, it didn't. And I thought he was so quick to make the changes and and actually react to what was happening on the pitch um, to, to to sort of ensure that win. And 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 then look, as I said, the the quality of substitutions he made as well. It was just it's almost like a flex right? <laughs> on 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 how far this squad's come and and what he's sort of been able to do with it. Um, so now he gets he gets an eight for me. Yeah, I agree. I think 
his starting eleven was fine, but as soon as he saw it, he wasn't working. He, he made those changes straight away, and and like you said, Adam, I think a little as a yeah, there's a little part of me that when I was watching the game and saw Kater Henderson and, and Diaz all coming on at the same time, I thought, Jesus, <laughs> like, <laughs> I, I'll, I'll, I'll take that. Do you know what I mean? I'm not, I can't yeah. remember what game I said it for, but I put in the chat that that this was the deepest match day squad that I'd ever seen in my lifetime as I think a, as it was a, this one this yeah one. but, but no, you, I don't think it was a, this match I think it was the, the previous the, league league game but Burnley yeah, game, was, yeah. yeah you've I, just got I, I could not believe <laughs> the quality you've got, you got, you got a look at it recently you know Curtis Jones who you know, arguably has been, been been great all season at the moment can't get can't get back into the squad so it's you know the depth the depth is it's certainly there, and it, it's great to see. And it's what you know. So it's what what we've needed. It, obviously, we know that we need competition for places and to keep the players fresh. And and Klopp's done a fantastic job in doing that. And long long may it continue. But lads, if there is a, if there is no other other pressing matters, I think that's that's probably all we've got time for today. Obviously, Liverpool are back in action at the weekend, and then in a couple of weeks, back in action in the Champions League. Mohamed Salah looking to get his 150th goal for the club. So yeah, Mohamed it literally Salah. it only seems like it was three weeks ago that we were talking about him getting his hundredth. I swear. I was going to say, did not just get his hundredth like five yeah. minutes ago? <laughs> if he scores Boys against Norwich, he'll be on 150. He's back in me doing probably, that. He's probably going to score against Norwich. Yeah, he would. <laughs> You'd back him, yeah, you would. <laughs> but Norwich, Norwich at Anfield, it seems like mm. great for them. Uh, but, you know, they, they've had a little bit of upturns in Dean Smith's coming mm. in, so we'll see how they get on. But, lads, thank you for joining me. It's been, a, it's been an absolute pleasure, as always. Thank you to everyone listening and downloading. Cheery bye. Sports Social Podcast Network. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.